Welcome to this rebroadcast of Hope in the Night. We hope that this program brings you biblical hope and practical help. Now, here's Hope in the Night with June Hunt. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. Jim, we get asked a lot of questions, or you get asked a lot of questions, especially when you're out uh, to speak about uh, different topics. But uh, the questions that come to us very often are the, those on forgiveness. And uh, so mm-hmm. people, I think, um, generally think they know what it means. I mean, they we know the words, you know, will you forgive me? Or even I'm sorry, or, you know, please, uh, you know, I, I'm... Uh, give some kind of explanation, uh, but what what is it that people really need to know about forgiveness? <laughs> well, I can tell you that I am one who uh, was quite ignorant about. Uh, it just didn't seem logical to me, I, I, and I had great bitterness <clears throat> toward my dad for the way he treated my mom. But my point is, I needed. Um, I really needed to understand forgiveness, um, uh, and it it literally means uh, release. It could be dismiss, um, and and I say that in a certain way. It, re, think of think of release in a in a different way. Okay, assume you need to borrow money, okay, because you're you. Um, Remember when you had the foot situation <laughs> okay. and you had to be on a scooter and all? Yes. Okay. Let's say all of a sudden you have this medical bill and you have to pay this bill and and uh, you know it's got to be $100 um, and so you go to Tom and and you say, look, I, I I'll have the money at the end of the month, but the time comes for the repayment, and all of a sudden, you had uh, something terrible happen, and now you're in the hospital. You can't pay the money back. Um, in fact, the next three months, you still don't have the money. Then unexpectedly, your friend chooses to it's called forgive the debt. Mm-hmm. Forgive the debt. That's language that some people use. Now, that's just one facet of forgiveness. Now, the the Bible even uh, says, uh, let no debt remain uh, outstanding except continuing uh, the continuing debt to love one another. But the issue is when we read in the Bible that we are to forgive others, um, I I remember I could not quite understand it, and I didn't understand it. Um, when you grant forgiveness, you dismiss the debt that is owed. Now, that's financially that I'm talking about, but when you grant forgiveness, you uh, d- dismiss the debt from your thoughts. You don't keep dwelling on this, uh, on those uh, thoughts. Um, it could be somebody uh, was curt, cruel to you. Uh, when you receive forgiveness, by the way, that means our debt is dismissed. It's released. 
you're released from any requirement for repayment. And that means when we look at the word forgiveness, forgiveness is dismissing your demand that others owe you something. Uh, They could fail to meet your expectations. They could fail to keep a promise. Uh, They could fail to treat you justly, fairly. And um, therefore, we are told, though, that we should be in a state of forgiveness, to forgive others. Um, And I have learned that there's great freedom when we extend forgiveness to others. Uh, It is dismissing the debt. It's, It's like you don't have an obligation to to pay me back, and you think, well, wait a minute, can't somebody abuse that uh, act uh, of of releasing somebody from the debt? That's possible. But I can tell you, there are times when it is so beneficial for someone if they can't pay the debt and they are forgiven, I forgive the debt. Don't don't worry about that. And I've I've done that on occasion, um, but the, the the Bible is very clear. Jesus came to Earth. Jesus, who is God in human form, when he took on human form, uh, he came to Earth, and knowing that he was going to be crucified, knowing that he would die on the cross. But he literally lived fully knowing how he would be treated. But he came to pay the price financially, if you will. It's like financially. Uh, But it's a price we could not pay for our own sin. All of us have blown it. All of us have chosen wrong. When Jesus came... It was for one purpose, to die for us, where he had committed no sin, and that's why he could do this. He did not commit any sin. So he took the sin on onto himself so that if we would humble our hearts and receive him as Lord and Savior, he would forgive all our sin. No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is, you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. 
What does the Bible say about anxiety, abuse, or grief? Does the Bible really say anything about addiction, boundaries, or dealing with difficult people? As June Hunt has often said, there really are biblical solutions to all of life's struggles. We are excited to let you know about the newest and most comprehensive resource from June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart, the Care and Counsel Library. Developed over a span of 35 years with the help of pastors, counselors, and ministry leaders, the Care and Counsel Library is a 50-topic, 10-volume set of books which provide clear answers from God's Word on real-life issues. This is a must-have resource for anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom. And right now, you can save 25% when you get the whole set. Check out the Care and Counsel Library today at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver, and you're listening to Hope in the Night. We're a ministry of Hope for the Heart, and we want to thank you for your prayers and continued support of this ministry. If you'd like to speak with June on the air in a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, give us a call at 800-917. That's 800-917, and we'd love to hear from you talk to you about something that's going on in your life, and uh, we would love to give you some direction, guidance on what's happening there and how we can uh, give you some hope as well. So uh, also, if you have questions or concerns about any of the topics that we raise here on the program, call customer support at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'll help you access the appropriate resources for you, and their number again is 800 488 Seven, three. Well, just a couple of days ago, we had uh, this caller on and uh, listening in Massachusetts. So we talked to her about the, uh, about the topic of anger. Uh, June went over the four um, sources of anger, and I think that resonated uh, quite a bit with, uh, with this caller. And we want to uh, turn to that topic again with uh, this, again, the listener from uh, Massachusetts listening on WARV. We welcome back, Liv. Well, Liv, I'm so glad we're talking soon after we talked uh, just the day before yesterday. And the reason I'm glad is because you were intent. You were specific. You actually said, I called, I need help with anger. And you, you um, see, some people, they just justify whatever it is. And even if they don't like sometimes their responses, they, they, but that's not what you were doing at all. And I, I think, well, I know when we yield our will to the will of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you said, I feel ashamed for, it's like when I am, am in Christ, meaning in the family of Christ, um, you are, and you are, based on what you said, uh, then, you know, what do you do when you have this anger and you don't want it? And yet that's what we were talking about the other day, the four causes or sources. But I just want to say thank you for 
being determined, saying, I know I need help in this area. And I'm willing to reach out to get it because I can just tell you there's so many people. Yes, they need help, but they're not going to reach out. And therefore, they're not going to change. Does that make sense, what I'm saying? Yes. Yes, it does. I I understood, um, you know, after the phone call, I had a lot of mixed emotions, especially where it had left off on air. I felt like I was, I left off at a place where I felt like I was re-brought to, you know, that intense shame feeling. Oh, no, no. No, that was just the beginning of the process. You know, God always comes full circle. Okay, okay. um, (laughs) Where I left off, honestly, was um, the deliverance occurred um, earlier tonight, like a few hours ago. But the past two days have been, you know, very intense for me. But I understand, like, at first I had regretted calling and I was so embarrassed. And then I realized that it was a form of submission to God. You know, because oh. sometimes it's it's good to hear from, to ask other Christians for help, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just feel so free, you know. I'm sure there's going to be challenges, but there was a deliverance. And I also want to say thank you to you. And I know you told me that there were people praying for me. Yes. I felt it. The prayers were heard. The prayers were answered. I felt pain moving through the right side of my body after I got off the phone with you, and I even felt um, a strong hand grip around my neck, Mm -hmm. and I stayed in my car, and I kept praying, and I kept praying, and so that was the beginning. Wow. Well, many times when we are willing to, I'm going to, I'm going to use this phrase, it's like, to put it on the table in front of us. Um, and, and in other words, whatever the issue is, many, because I know many people, they don't want to think about something uncomfortable. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to um, go back and remember painful memories, painful memories. And you had painful memories. I mean, and and that was imperative for you to understand, because when I asked you how long you have had this problematic anger, unresolved anger, you said, all my life. Now, that means that you're dealing with childhood, and you described uh, what your mother, she never... You said, actually, no one stood up for you, but your mother um, abused you in all kinds of ways. And instead of being the protective mama bear, um, she was the bear that uh, terrorized you. And uh, she would say things that were cruel, uh, saying you were demonic. And and you said, you described even becoming afraid of yourself. Yeah. And, and uh, sweetheart, God knows what is unjust. Um, now, I'm, I'm going to qualify this to say, um, some people say, well, why didn't God intervene? 
Well, I, I just want to say that the God who created you was the one who created Adam and Eve at the very beginning of history, human history. And he told them one thing not to do, don't eat from this tree. What did they do? They ate from that tree. Meaning, he literally gave them a boundary. Don't do this one thing. They, but, but notice he gave them free will. He gave them free will. So you are not, and the people around you are not programmed robots. They're not, uh, they're not uh, marionettes where he's just pulling the strings. Instead, he gives us all free will. And that means that at times, which did happen to you, your mother had free will and she chose wrong actions toward you that were painful, hardened, and they, 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 they caused terror. And, um, but my point is, when, when God set up the world, he didn't create people who had to do only what he dictated. He gave us all free will, and at times we are the victims of somebody else's free choice. But with that free choice, sweetheart, that means that because he has literally reached out to your life, you have indicated that you've given him control of your life. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So when, when you receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, that means he actually resides in you in this way. The Bible says it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. So he resides in you. And there are many people who don't even know. I, I remember the first time I heard something like that. I had no idea that, that was the case. I, did, I didn't know the, about the personal relationship that we are all offered with our Lord and Savior, our Redeemer, Jesus. But the point is to just to realize, okay, if he is residing in me, he knows what's best for me. And he has victory for me because the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Yes. Now, the great news is his intention for you, his purpose. Have you, have you ever really wondered what exactly is God's purpose for me? Has that been yes. a question? Yes. Recently I've felt like it's time to start asking that question. <laughs> it, it's a very important question, and it's important that we understand. And I'm going to give you the biblical answer because God wants you to know the truth. And it's, it's kind of amazing because when, when he tells us his purpose, he doesn't do it just to say, 
I hope one day you can make it. He will be the equipper for you to accomplish that purpose. Now, I'm going to give you the wording exactly what I, I, I say that it is God's highest purpose for you. It's Romans 8.29, found in Romans 8.29. And it says that you are predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his Son. And it, this is for those who have yielded their will to the will of the Lord. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his Son. In other words, you will more and more sin less and less. You're not sinless, but you will sin less. This is what happens to us. We who yield our will to his will, many times we will do things because we were in a pattern of doing those things, but they don't work out well for us because they're not according to his will. However, because of the words that are spoken specifically about anger, uh, you, you, and I talked about this the other day, um, that the Bible says in the Old Testament and the New Testament, be angry, but do not sin. There is a right, and by itself, anger is not wrong. It's an indicator light. It's an indication saying something's wrong, something's wrong, something's wrong. Now, you had angering uh, circumstances very early, very, very early, because you were not protected. You said you had no one to protect you. No one stood up for you. And so we're going to go back to these, the hurt, the four causes. Hurt, the four causes for anger. Whenever we have anger, it's going to be one or more of these four. Hurt, injustice, fear, and frustration. Hurt, injustice, fear, and frustration. And the good news, the great news, is that with Christ living in you, He has already predetermined how He's going to conform you struggle to believe that God loves you, that He accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as His precious, beloved child? So many people have a distorted picture of God that He is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you know. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. In this 31-day devotional, June Hunt provides compassionate, biblical insight to help you understand and embrace the life-changing identity you have in Christ. Each day provides a biblical truth along with a short reflection and journaling questions to help you see yourself through God's eyes. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night because it has changed so many lives. 
Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional for yourself or a loved one at junehunt.org. The World Class Hope Together Conference is returning to Allen, Texas this October with leading experts and over 50 ministry training sessions, including crisis and trauma response, lay counseling, marriage and family, mental and emotional health, life coaching, and leadership. Hear from dynamic speakers featuring Nick Vujicic, Taya Kyle, Gary Wilkerson, James Ward, General Bob Dees, Steve Arterburn, Dr. Joshua Straub, Dr. Eric Scalise, and our very own June Hunt. Join a genuine supportive community of like-minded friends and leaders who have answered the call and discover our growing network with year-round support for your ministry needs. Register now at hopetogether.com. That's hopetogether.com. And don't miss the life-changing experience of the Hope Together Conference. You are listening to Hope in the Night. I'm Jeff Oliver. We'll get back to our caller in just a moment. If you have questions about the topic of anger, you can, or really any number of topics, we have over 100 keys for living that will help you address your situation. Uh, for any of those, call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE, and they're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central, and they'll help you access the resources that you need. We do have keys for living called Anger, Facing the Fire Within. Also, there's a book that you might find interesting called The Answer to Anger, and uh, both of those really full treatments of the topic, and we'll go over those four uh, causes, the sources of anger as well, as June mentioned those. But again, that's Anger, Facing the Fire Within, one of our keys for living, and customer support will help you get that into your hands at 800 488 4673. That's 800 488 HOPE. Well, let's return to tonight's conversation now with Liv. Well, Liv, as I listened to you, um, you said not only did you call and you were helpful to explain the source of your anger from earliest years, but since you had said you couldn't remember a time when you didn't have the anger. It was from earliest days. Um, And it made sense what you shared. Uh, Yet, you knew that you didn't want to be a quote-unquote angry person. I mean, we all have been around people who are just angry. And that um, is not... uh, it, It usually doesn't go well when we are continually angry. So God intends for us to, in fact, he gave you the capacity to have anger. Just as Jesus had anger, which we talked about, just as God Almighty, the God the Father, has anger, and his wrath means it at times there will be something that has happened against you and he will avenge. He'll be our avenger. And that's the, the nature of of wrath. But but there is anger where there can be a loss of control. And it sounded to me that um you understand that. 
that you yes. did not, you know, if you, I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume if you could take it back, uh, what you described regarding uh, the torture mom, um, uh, breaking her cheekbone. Um, do I assume that you, in retrospect, wish that that had not occurred? Yeah. Of course yeah. I do. Okay. I mean, after after that situation, he brought me through a miraculous um, forgiveness process for my mother because, you know, mm. after that, I was in, actually in jail for a little while, and, you know, I found myself, you know, on my knees in the Word, and God worked worked at that portion, you know, that fate, that part of life, too, because I remember my prison cell was actually filled up with girls, and we, I started a Bible study there, and, oh, wow. you know, some, some of the other girls didn't like it, and, you know, would give us dirty looks, and some of the guards mm-hmm. didn't like it, but God made sure it was possible, because he uses our mistakes, too, you know, um, but he... I remember he gave me the gift of forgiveness for my mother. Mm. And it was just so beautiful because when I asked for it in prayer, I was like sobbing. And I'm like, God, you know, you saw, you were there, you know everything. Like, so you know how hard this is for me. And, um, and the next day, I just felt the forgiveness present. Like, when God gives you the gift of forgiveness, you can feel it. But by that mm. time, I think that anger had such a stronghold in my life that it was mm-hmm. beyond just me and my mother at that point. Uh-huh. You know, and that's what what God. That's where God is working right now. Right mm. now, He's working on loosing that stronghold. You know. Yes, you know when you you mentioned the forgiveness toward your mom. Well, I experienced, uh, my, my anger was toward my dad because of the way he was treating my mom, especially that, that was the worst. But, um, what I experienced was once I learned about forgiveness, I was the one who changed first and I didn't think I needed to change, but you know, I, 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 because I, I didn't understand forgiveness. I thought uh, it was wrong. How could, how could it, God, who has clearly spoken, this is right, this is wrong, I mean, you know, the Ten Commandments and all. Well, if the person hasn't changed, I, it, I just couldn't grasp about forgiveness. Because we're told, bear with each other and forgive whatever Whatever wrong, whatever mistreatment, whatever injustice, he, we, we are to forgive whatever it is toward that other person. And then it says, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Well, yes. I, I, I thought it was letting a person off the hook. And I just thought, that's just not fair. Well, it's not just letting a person off the hook. In fact, that's wrong. 
He doesn't let the other person off the hook. Forgiveness is us taking the pain and the wrongness, the things that have happened, and yielding yielding them to the Lord. And as an act of our will, we choose to take that person off of our hook and put that person onto God's hook. You're not letting them off the hook. You're taking them off of your hook, your hook, and you put them onto God's hook because he says, vengeance is mine, I will repay. Does that part make sense? Oh, yeah, it does. And, And there's a little bit more, too, because, you know, through forgiveness, I think you're able to look at the other person from... God frees you from your own personal experience with that person to be able to look at them with the love of Christ. Mm -hmm. And what I was able to do then was understand somewhere in my mother's life she was hurt, and maybe she didn't forgive the person, and it it just started this domino effect of, you know, projecting pain forward to to me. And I don't want to do that to my kids. I don't want to do that to anyone. I don't like hurting people. Good. You know, but I know that um, having strongholds where, when you know, there needs to be forgiveness, you know, if there's not forgiveness, you are going to hurt someone, whether you like it or not. You know, so. this is huge, what you just said. In other words, forgiveness is an act of the will. It's a choice we make. I, I am very uh, aware that, when people are their most unlovable selves, um, there's some reason why. There's something that has uh, been a contributor to a lack of forgiveness, a lack of, well, at times wanting to hurt others. And instead of personalizing it so much against us, even though we can be impacted, um, there's something wrong. And that's what I say is, there is something wrong when people mistreat you, when they abuse you. There is something wrong within that person. There was something wrong in your mom. That's not normal for moms to to do the things that she did to you at such an early age. Uh, For people to intentionally hurt other people, uh, there is something wrong. And that is what we can have genuine compassion toward. In fact, the more we realize that that person needs a changed life, um, we can have compassion because very candidly the one who changes our lives literally giving us a changed life is Jesus Christ if anyone is in Christ that person's a new creation old things pass away all things become new and that means that he is willing to change anyone inside out as long as we are yielded to him now, you said that there was something that occurred today. Would you describe 
you indicated yep. there was a freedom. Would you describe what happened? Yes. Oh, so, um, yep, so when I got off the phone with you last time, like I said, um, you know, the power of prayer, it just began working immediately. I felt things shifting in my body, and, you know, sometimes, um, when there's a deliverance and a healing taking place, you can actually, there's physical pain that can go along with that process. There's, you know, mm. there's so much we don't understand about spiritual matter, but it's real. Like, faith is a substance, you know, there's just spiritual matter. So things were yes. shifting. So the next day, everything went wrong that could possibly go wrong. I mean, I think I stubbed my toe twice. <laughs> I ran out of gas. People were oh. being mean to me at the laundromat. I was getting dirty looks. My daughter was giving me a hard time. So I had every reason, well, I had every trigger to be angry. Yes. And, you know, so I'm like, this is great. And, you know, I stayed in prayer. I stayed reading the Word of God. But I didn't feel good. And, you know, they tell you that sometimes you'll have days where you don't feel you necessarily feel close to God or you don't feel his presence. Well, that's how I felt for two days, but I kept praying anyway. And then today I had Bible study, and it was on the power. We're studying, you know, um, faith right now and binding and loosing, mm -hmm. you know, through the power of faith and speaking it. And, you know, when you speak it, it comes into your heart, so that it lives in your heart, and then what's in your heart you speak. So it's this cycle that could be good or bad. And then someone in Bible study was mean to me. And oh. I don't know if that was just my perception or if that's what was really going on. It really doesn't matter. Because what ended up happening was I left a few minutes early, I got in my car, and I burst into tears. I drove off and I parked somewhere where I could just pray with God. And I was really crying, and I felt really hurt, and I felt really rejected. And, you know, and I just lifted it up in prayer. And as time passed, I continued to pray, and I was asking for the peace and comfort. And you can feel it when it comes, because it's like, it's like a hug. You get like a hug from the inside. And mm. I just proclaimed that healing, and I know that the healing process is God is hearing these prayers and, you know, He's walking me out of this yes. like He has with every other stronghold. Wow. Well, I'm going to give you something that I think you will uh, find insightful. Uh, and when we come back, it's going to be a, a, a timeline exercise that you it'll make sense to you. struggling with a difficult life issue? Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches, and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life. June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at 1-800-917. We'll protect your privacy and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. 
Give us a call today at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. If you or a loved one are struggling with a difficult life issue, we want to encourage you to check out the free resources from June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. At hopefortheheart.org forward slash free, you'll find over 50 free resources that you can download straight to your phone or computer. Our free PDF resources provide quick answers from God's Word on real-life issues, including anger, abuse, anxiety, family issues, forgiveness, and more. They are absolutely free and easy to access. Many of our listeners have found these to be helpful for overcoming personal challenges, and some have found them to be a useful ministry tool to share with others who need help with a personal struggle like guilt, stress, or worry. Whatever issue you or a loved one are facing, you can find helpful free resources at hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. Listening to Hope in the Night, we're a ministry of hope for the heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers, your continued support of our ministry. We thank you for that. If you'd like to get in touch with the program and talk with June about something happening in your life, we'd welcome your call at 800 night 17 That's 800 night 17 And just talk to us about what's going on in your life, how we can help you, and what you'd like to talk about as far as how your life um is seen in God's eyes and what his heart is on the matter. So give us a chance to do that at 800 17 and we look forward to hearing from you. Our customer support team can be reached at 800-488-HOPE, and they're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'll help you get to God's hope through our resources. We have the Keys for Living called Anger, Facing the Fire Within. And also, we have keys for living on forgiveness, as our caller was just talking about, really the freedom that comes from forgiveness, that uh, keys for living called forgiveness, releasing you is freeing me. And uh, those resources, many others, are available as you talk to customer support at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. Now back to our call with Liv. Well, my friend... Um, as you've described your own life, uh, that you had anger all your life. And I knew then that there had been injustice. I, I felt that there had been things that, um, b- because of when you're a child, um, it, it, what others do to you. Um, you don't have a choice about the home you grow up in. You don't have a choice about who parents are. Um, you, you don't have a lot of control. In fact, physiologically, you're too small to defend yourself, uh, nor do you typically understand how to defend. So all kinds of things can happen to children. And you did have those things that were cruel. And what I'm going to do 
it suggests that you do this. And I think this is just going to honestly help for the long haul for the rest of your life. How, how young are you right now? 34. 34. Okay. Well, sweetheart, you've got not just double the amount, but there's a likelihood um, it's, um, you, you might be tripling those years. But these will be much better years because you belong to the Lord. And you're willing not only to learn what God says by being in a Bible study, you're wanting to hear from him. You want his truth that sets you free, right? Yes. Okay. So I think for you to just literally take um, like a piece of paper and you're going to describe for you, this is something for you to do, what was it like in your childhood what caused you pain? What was hard? And for you to literally dry, uh, draw a piece uh, uh, on this piece of paper, you draw a line from the top kind of to the bottom, and you'll have childhood. And you'll put little hash marks and tell what happened, you know, based on the memory that you have. Now, it, doing this may cause some new memories for you to think about that you had not uh, been thinking about before. But you'll do childhood, then you'll do your youth years, like when you were a teenager, and then your young adult years. And... It may take several pieces of paper, but the point is for you to get it down. This, this happened, and the, the, just do it from a chronological standpoint. The earliest memories that you have would be what? What caused you pain? What was difficult? What was hard? And you're writing these things down. And then after you finish that, just go back and look at those four causes for anger, hurt, injustice, fear, and frustration. And just write down one word, or if it's several words, meaning the word hurt. Was it, were your feelings hurt? Uh, was it unjust what happened? Uh, did it cause fear? And did you feel just frustrated because you couldn't change it? Or whatever the frustration was. And that way, what you've done is you've kind of canvassed your life. And then for you to come back and read through that list, you may have tears. Um, you may feel some anger, but then you're going to write past, 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 because those things are now in your past. 
and you don't need to be controlled by them, but you can learn from them. There are many positives you can learn from the pain of the past, but you don't want to be a prisoner of the past. Does this make sense? It does. I want to be pa- the past to um, be part of the testimony. Yes. And by the way, there, it could be that you have somebody who is hard on you still, but those experiences that you're writing down, those are in the past. And see, there is unresolved anger dealing with the past, but then there is present anger. For example, if somebody came up to you and just cruelly said words, and you think, what was that about? You know, the point is, people can hurt you, and you can... You can be wronged again, but we're going to talk about what you do. Yes, the dealing with the past is going to help. That exercise is going to be a part of your healing. And I've told you that you will be receiving, you haven't had a chance to get it yet, But our keys, we call them keys for living, on the topic of anger, facing the fire within. But, um, and if you'd like, we can talk again, but I wanted to share this with you. There's a wrong belief that a lot of people live with. This is, in essence, what they are feeling, or it's almost like they're saying Based on what I believe is fair, I have the right to be angry about the disappointments in my life. I have the right to express my anger in whatever way I choose and to stay angry as long as I want. Now, that's where a lot of people are. And yet, I'm going to give you the right belief. And this really does represent you. Since I have trusted Christ with my life and have yielded my rights to Him, I choose not to be controlled by anger. My human disappointments, my human disappointments are now God's appointments to increase my faith and to develop His character in me. You know, it's interesting, the Bible has a lot to say about suffering, Um, even that we are called to suffer, depending on which book of the Bible uh, we're looking at. But there there is no protective bubble there those who mistakenly will say, even sometimes from a pulpit, oh, come to Christ and all your problems are solved. And, you, and they present this um, unbiblical view of life. It's not true because you look at what happened to Jesus, who is God in the flesh, and... Uh, on, when he was on earth and, and the disciples but they his disciples 
except for Judas, they had a phenomenal change in their lives when they began to understand who Jesus really was. There was the uh, resurrection of Jesus from the dead, and they saw him. Uh, there were over 500 people who saw him, and the point is he ended up changing the world. Now, the Bible says in 1 Peter 1, Now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proved so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. The point is, you will not suffer forever. And one day, that suffering does come to an end. But in life... I personally must not assume that I'm not going to be suffering. And I, I've had those peaks and valleys and will continue to have them. But the key, the key for you and me both, uh, I had a bizarre family life. You had a bizarre family life. At least that's what I'm saying. You can pick whatever word you wish. But it was extremely hard for you. Yeah, I think you, you, you identify with me on Bazaar. Um, it was cruel. It was cruel. Well, sweetheart, you are going to be used by God because of the pain you've experienced, because especially that you've yielded your will to His will. You won't take for granted the grace of God. In fact, you're going to be used to help people who are suffering to literally see God's plan and purpose and help them through. You, you, you will have compassion that most people won't have because they've never been there. So I today consider when at one time I thought, why would God allow this? Today I say, Thank you for all that I've learned through unjust treatment. Thank you, Lord, for giving me um, the ability to have you in me to change me inside out. I think you will have a compassion that would be put into action. And as a result, you will be a great part of lives being changed. I'm hoping we can talk one more time. We will say in the Keys for Living called Forgiveness, Releasing You is Freeing Me. We'll send that out to tonight's caller. If you'd like to give to keep Hope in the Night on the air, to keep those resources going out, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash donate. And we thank you for that. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope. The preceding program was pre-recorded.